0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another post game live here on Dime Dropper for the 2023 NBA Playoffs. More importantly, now, the 2023 NBA Finals. Game one between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat, live from Los Angeles, as always. Super chats are turned on if you want to drop a dollar or a dime. And of course, remember before we get started, you can follow me on social media Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod. And remember to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper and hit the notification bell so you know every single time we go live. But wow, tonight game one. And it was, it seemed like a pretty routine win for the Denver Nuggets. I had the Nuggets in six before the series began. And right now it's looking pretty solid. But, of course, it's one game. We don't want to overreact. But it just didn't feel like the Denver Nuggets were troubled at all tonight. And Denver came out hitting the ground running. You know, they led by nine after one. We're up double digits the majority of the game. Never really looked back and you got to give them credit for that just staying cool staying composed not letting the heat make any sort of run and that mainly came from their incredible offense that the heat just could not stop I will say this the pace was decently in the heat's favor I would say it was pretty slow they kept the Denver Nuggets out of transition for the most part. The fast break points, only nine for Denver. So you keep them out of transition, that's a win right there. But the half court offense is still just so, so good. It's so hard to stop. And in the beginning of this game, it was Jamal Murray that got it going. And it all starts with Jokic being the screener. Like, you know, he might not be shooting, but he's got. His fingerprints on everything. Still, that's what makes him so unique. You know, players like Magic, like LeBron, like Larry Bird. Honestly, I wouldn't even. LeBron, even in his prime, he was a little more ball dominant than that. But someone like Magic or Larry, I've seen them so many times in the in the in the games that I've watched, and I can't say that I've watched tons of them full games. But not even shoot much in the first quarter. But everyone's gotten going, and they are still affecting the play and the shot. And Jokic in the screen and roll, the Miami Heat are not going to drop for too long. They may drop for just a second or hedge for just a second, usually not hedging because they don't want to let Jokic get behind them for 4 on 3. But high dropping, you know, just showing for a sec and then getting back to Jokic. They so they're so worried about him on that roll or that pick and pop that they retreat to him and that lets Jamal Murray get downhill. And in the first quarter, Jamal Murray was 4 for 5 from the field. He was in attack mode. He was getting to the basket. And the one thing about Jamal Murray, when he's going to his left, he does a great job of using that right arm to get a little leverage. Steps back, creates tons of space, hits, and then going right. He has a pull-up as well, but he has that jump stop, spin move over his left shoulder, one-legged fade. I mean, I've just been so impressed with Jamal Murray throughout these playoffs. He is playing at a an all-star level, honestly, seems not giving him enough credit at this point like he's been playing like as well as you can play for a second option if you want to win a championship and by the way just to everybody real quick on the Twitter I see 10 people are watching please click the link below the tweet that you're on to tap into the YouTube because this is where I make my money man forget Twitter so I'm about to delete that video that link right now tap into the YouTube it is underneath the tweet that you are watching right now but YouTube people, shout out to everybody. Make sure to leave a like at the end of the video. Super chat to turn on if you want to make a donation. Anything is appreciated for your boy. I'm trying to work hard out here. But let's get keep, keep on going. Jamal Murray was exploiting the fact that they aren't really going to step up on him and take it away. Take away his downhill coming off the screen or downhill drive because Jokic is so concerning. And another thing. We've seen it several times in this postseason, first quarters, where Nikola Jokic will just stand at the top of the key and the Nuggets have all their movement, all all their off ball screens, and all their actions going on. And Jokic is kind of just the quarterback, seeing it over the top of the defense from that distance. You have to play him tightly because he can hit that shot, but he's just seeing over the defense and picking picking the defense apart, and in the beginning of the game, you start to see the heat switch a lot, besides Jokic, right, and one thing I mentioned in the preview, and if you haven't checked that preview out with Swipe of the Nuggets fan and content creator, please go check it out, because it's still good for the rest of the series, the way we, what we talked about, and one of the things we did talk about was the front court of the Denver Nuggets being so big, and the heat. You know, they've been playing Jimmy Butler at the four a lot of times these playoffs. Guys like Max Struess, these guys, when they've been downsizing and not playing Kevin Love, and tonight they didn't play Kevin Love, those smaller forwards or guards, they can't mess with Aaron Gordon or MPJ. Now, Gabe Vincent was guarding Michael Porter Jr. a lot tonight, and it reminded me of when Austin Reeves was guarding him. MPJ not really taking advantage of size like that. But the one thing i got to give MPJ credit for is he's not really shot hunting at all. He's not taking many bad shots. He wasn't hitting tonight, really. He ended up being 5 for 16 and 2 for 11 from 3. And mind you, he's a contested shot maker. And sometimes when he shoots the ball, he doesn't even see contest because he's so tall. There's not really that many bad shots for MPJ in terms of off the catch. And I think that he just took a lot of the shots that he normally makes. He didn't hit them. So that's another plus for the Nuggets is they won so decisively. And MPJ didn't have some crazy game. Nikola Jokic didn't have some crazy game scoring the ball. And KCP only shot eight times and was one for three from deep. So that's the thing about the Nuggets and why I say it was routine for them throughout the game. I feel like they can do this again and again. And in the first quarter, as far as their defense, oh, no, I wanted to mention Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon was a monster in the first quarter. I believe he had at least 10 points, but it may have been 12. He had at least 10. Just taking advantage of mismatches like Gabe Vincent, even Klay Martin. he was bullying them going to the basket, getting his shoulder right into their chest and just being physical and going up strong. And you love to see that if you're a Nuggets fan. Get the ball to Aaron Gordon low in the post. you got to give Jokic credit, man. His entry passes are so pinpoint. Those high-low actions, there was one time where Aaron Gordon had a really nice seal and Jokic, he just fires those passes into those open windows so beautifully, so crisply, and picks defenses apart from the top. Aaron Gordon said it best at halftime. He's a maestro out there. And Aaron Gordon was feasting in that first quarter. As for the Heat's offense, you know they're going to try to put Jokic in the pick and roll a lot. Felt like they were putting Jokic in the pick and roll a lot more than Murray. And by the way, Bam Adebayo was guarding Jokic throughout the game for the most part. They did not go with the someone else and then Bam and help because who else are they going to have guarding him? You know what I'm saying? Jimmy Butler, he's too small. Caleb Martin, like Haywood Smith one-on-one, not really. They want Bam Adebayo on him. And granted, Bam Adebayo held him to 27 points. Oh, my God. I sound ridiculous. On 66% shooting. So, Jokic, I mean, as Swipe has said in the preview, I think this is one of the best offensive seasons I've ever seen from somebody. I mean, he has an answer to just about everything. And he gets this high off the ground. It's, it's just, it's spectacular to say the least. He had one shot attempt in the first quarter and they were up by nine points. It was the Aaron Gordon show in terms of scoring. It was the Jamal Murray show in terms of scoring and their defense was good fighting over screens, being physical, but the heat, I want to say this, as I mentioned, putting Jokic in that pick and roll and drop coverage. Bam was given that same shot they were giving Anthony Davis, that mid range, that one-legged push shot. And he was taking it with a lot more confidence in this game. And playing with aggression. And I was saying to the, in the preview, Bam Adebayo needs to do that if the Heat want any chance of winning. I said he has to average 20 points in the series. And tonight, well, he had 26 points. So he did his job, in my opinion. He was aggressive, he was taking that shot, they obviously want to take away Jimmy Butler's mid-range coming off the screen, and Jokic in drop coverage, look, you got to attack the rim, he's pretty good in terms of knowing angles, and having active hands, and being strong, but he does not get off the ground, the thing is that Heat don't really have many high flyers like that outside of Bam and Caleb Martin, and Caleb Martin isn't the best ball handler in a pick and roll situation, he's much better working off the catch, so Jimmy Butler, I still think he needs to attack more, right into Jokic, try to get him to protect the rim if he's going to drop but a lot of times jokic and the guy that's guarding the point of attack will both go out to him and just recover on bam and give him that mid-range shot and tonight he was hitting it but the other guys weren't hitting shots max Strus had open three after open three and he could not hit the side of a barn he was broke tonight and jimmy butler by the way was three for seven in the first quarter had i believe seven points He was three for seven for the rest of the game. He only shot seven times in three quarters. That is unacceptable. And mind you, he was not getting double teamed like that at all. He was driving and passing up so many shots in the in-between game with Jokic in drop coverage. I cannot believe it. Is he really that hurt that he can't elevate off the ground like that? I don't know about that because you saw him hit other shots in the game. And listen, if you go back to the 2021 season, Jimmy Butler passing up good looks is not like a... That was a very frequent occurrence in 2021 when he was kind of that point guard for them in terms of... Because they didn't really have one. That was before they had Kyle Lowry. That was, you know, Goran Dragic had really declined after that bubble. So... He was really handling the ball a lot, and I thought he became too passive. And something I've liked about the last two years of Jimmy Butler, this year and last year, he's gone back into that scoring mode. But he's tailed off after that injury against the Knicks in the game one with Josh Hart and him getting tangled up. But he still has had some great games after that. So I don't really want to make the excuse. He's not making the excuse. He needs to be far more aggressive. So many good shots passed up throughout the game tonight. It was really infuriating. And in the second quarter, you know, they didn't make that what, that much headway. But L- Kyle Lowry, I thought he came off the bench and gave him a nice little boost. They were basically in drop coverage on everyone. Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry. Obviously, when Jokic is out of the game, they're going to switch a lot. And the Heat just never really seemed to find much consistency offensively. They didn't make runs. The Nuggets conceded a lot of open threes and solid shots to them. It's not like the Heat didn't get good shots. They got good shots. The Nuggets are a good defensive team, but they're not a great one. They're a good one. And the Heat only scored 22 points in the second quarter, so only 42 points at the half. The Nuggets had 59 points at the half. Jamal Murray continued to cook. MPJ knocked down some shots. Bruce Brown was good. And Jokic started to get more aggressive. And mind you, Nikola Jokic did not get many low post touches in the first three quarters of this game. A lot of it was operating at the top of the key or being the screener, sometimes catching the ball, like elbow extended. Remember, there was one time he went at Cody Zeller and made a move. And Cody Zeller did get playing time tonight, eight minutes minutes of game time but it was mainly the other guys but the other guys for the heat this was what we expected of them, the role players. Caleb Martin could not hit as well, and again, he got the same looks that he was hitting in the Boston series, and he just could not knock them down, so with the Nuggets, it's so hard to guard them. I wish I could tell you what can Miami do better. I mean, look, you allowed 104 points, and you kept them out of transition. That's better than I'd expect, especially in Denver. It's the offense that needed to be better for Miami, in my opinion, because, look, Denver is so hard to guard. They have an unstoppable action with Murray and Jokic in the high pick and role, and they don't even go to it that much, or they didn't go to it that much tonight because they didn't need to. You know, Jokic is deadly on that pick and pop, and you have to stop Jamal Murray, who, can I say, his one knock to me is that he's been inconsistent in the past. He has been so consistent in these playoffs. I've This is one of the best. Like, he's playing much better, in my opinion, than Holiday or Middleton did um, in the second um in that Giannis series as a second option because they, you know, they had each other to lean on. I would say Aaron Gordon's been the third best player on this Denver Nuggets team, but the, it's not like clear cut, you know, it's not like a third star type of thing with Chris Middleton and Drew holiday really felt like the Bucks did have three stars, but Jamal Murray, I mean, he's been unbelievable better and as great as Wiggins was last year. I think he's been better than Wiggins too. I think he's been a really great second option. And He was just getting buckets. And every single time, it looks like the Heat are going to make a push. Like, the second half, Gabe Vincent started playing better. Um, Bam Adebayo continued to hit that shot in the in-between game. But here's the thing. He still is making shots, right? But then he's still not shooting it with aggression every time down when he's getting sagged off of. Like, Jokic is feet behind him or, like, you know, stepping back. And Bam's just not. Like, you got to pull up every time. Fuck it. Like, fuck it. Like, you know know what I'm saying? you got to keep the defense honest. And you know what? They're going to give him that shot fine all series long, but make them look stupid by knocking it down over and over and over again. But Jimmy Butler, I was so disappointed in the fact that he was literally getting to the paint and passing up shots. And the most embarrassing statistic tonight for the Miami Heat, two free throw attempts, the lowest in a finals game ever. And in this era, with all the spacing and the amount of possessions compared to the 90s and 2000s, and you have two free throw attempts with Jokic protecting the rim, that is an embarrassment. That is an embarrassment. Credit the Nuggets. They're doing a good job funneling off you know, the paint and making them kick it out to these shooters. They got to knock down shots to keep the defense honest, but it's embarrassing. No excuses. And it starts with Jimmy Butler, who's typically very good at getting to the line. He needs to be far more aggressive, going right into the teeth of the defense. And one thing I'll say, Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon's rim protection and rotations, unbelievable. Michael Porter Jr. had like two blocks in the first half. I mean, his rim protection, whether it be help side, rotating, or even at one point tonight, chased down from behind after he got beat, staying in the play. I mean, the Nuggets just have so much size overall, even starting from Jamal Murray at the point guard position. But, they went up by, I think, 21 in that third quarter. They outscored the Heat 25-21 in the third to go into the fourth up by 21 points. The Heat only scored 20, 22 points and 21 points in the first three quarters. So no quarter did they score even 23 points till the fourth where they did play better than Nuggets. And it started with Kyle Lowry Knocking down pull-up threes with Jokic in that deep drop. Finally, you start to see somebody exploit it for real. Besides Bam Adebayo in in those you know mid-range situations. Kyle Lowry was knocking down threes and it was good to see him. If you're a Heat fan, get that shot to go. Maybe it starts a little run of confidence for him shooting the ball. And then Gabe Vincent was knocking down some shots. But again, every single time the Heat tried to make a run, the Nuggets found an answer. Jamal Murray. How many times throughout the playoffs has he made big shots to, you know, just counter a potential run from the other team or silence a crowd? It's been amazing. And somebody I got to give a shout out to for the Heat that I think is going to get big minutes in this series with his athleticism, his tenacity, his ball pressure, his lateral quickness, Haywood Highsmith. Now, I'm not saying he can guard Jokic or anything like that, but the Heat are going to switch a lot one through four. And he is athletic. There was one time where he got a steal in the backcourt, just a straight rip. And he started making threes in the fourth quarter. So expect to see him get more minutes. I thought he added a burst of energy for Miami. But overall... Nikola Jokic in the end, he started closing the game. And he started to see him get the ball in the low post a little more. And his turnaround over the right shoulder was clean. One thing I've noticed about Jokic, though, if he does have any weakness in his game, his left hand isn't very good. He's not very confident with it around the rim. He does have a left-handed jump hook, but it's not a go-to for him yet, like a pal Gasol was, or even like a Kevin McHale. Um... A lot of times he'll go over the right shoulder, and he doesn't want to shoot with the left hand when he's right around the basket, where it's a little awkward to shoot the turnaround. When he's a little bit further out, further out, he likes that turnaround over the right shoulder, and it looks good. He hit a couple of them towards the end of the game, um, but that's one thing. He even tried a left-hand jump hook later in the game, and he airballed. So I've noticed. I've kept a, it's not just this game. I've noticed that. I just wanted to keep 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 an eye on it to see if I can I could say that to find any weakness in this guy's game offensively because he. In the, in the whole playoffs, I've noticed, he hasn't been super confident with that. But, I mean, Jesus. I mean, when you're that good and you're that tall, sometimes your weekend is it's not that big a deal if you can still get off shots over either shoulder, which he can. And Jokic, I mean, he put on the closer gene, or not The, the closer jeans, I should say. Not the closer jean, It's not like Skip Bayless. But big time win for the Nuggets. They just took care of business. They won it 104-93. to Never really in doubt tonight in their first finals game as an N- NBA franchise. Shout out to the Denver fans. It was a loud atmosphere tonight, and they got the job done. Eight-man rotation for the home team. Christian Brown played eight minutes, had a donut, and was 0 for 1. Had one nice dive on the floor. That was just a good hustle play to get the crowd going. Jeff Green, only 11 minutes, four points, two for three, so at least he was efficient. So you can't blame Jeff Green for anything. And then Bruce Brown, 21 minutes, as always, a burst of energy, gets to the basket, and was even knocking down the three ball, plays D moves well without the ball 10 points five rebounds and two assists to go along with a steal on four for seven shooting and two for three from deep and then the starters who all played 36 plus minutes kcp was a little quiet made a big shot though in the fourth quarter going to his left mid-range jump shot seven points three rebounds for him and then aaron gordon what a game from him both ends of the floor. You know he's going to be guarding Jimmy Butler a lot, and he did a great job as always. The way he has played in these playoffs, reinventing himself as this lockdown defender, athlete around Jokic to play with. As I said, the third best player to me on this team. He's been spectacular. 16 points, 6 rebounds, and a block on 7 for 10 shooting. Only one 3-point attempt, and he missed it, but shooting 70% you'll absolutely take that all day. And the Nuggets, I mean, that action with Aaron Gordon or Murray setting the back screen for Aaron Gordon and then Jamal Murray coming up for the dribble handoff if that lob's not there for AG is just so hard to guard. And then you have any any empty side pick and roll with anyone as the ball handler and Jokic setting the screen is just lethal. Jokic in the post is lethal. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare to guard these guys, man. Jokic setting a little flare screen for MPJ. Like, people don't want to leave Jokic, so that leaves the guy that's coming off the screen pretty open more, more often than not. MPJ didn't have a great shooting night, but again, one thing we've noticed about MPJ in this postseason and this season, he has found a way to impact games even when his shot's not falling, and that was the big knock on him a couple of years ago. 14 points, 13 rebounds, 2 blocks for him. He was a game-high plus 20, 5 for 16 from the field, 2 for 11 from 3 in 43 minutes of play. He was really solid for me, and the scary part is he didn't shoot that well, so expect a better shooting game from him in Game 2. And then you have the duo, starting with Jamal Murray, who played a game-high 44 minutes. He was 11 for 22 from the field, 2 for 7 from 3, 26 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists. Wow. What a game in his first Finals game. He is just so ready for the moment His array of shots, his confidence, his patience, he doesn't over-dribble, he's always on balance, his footwork is great, I love Jamal Murray's game, man, he's a killer. And then Jokic, the best player in the world, a triple-double, what else is new? His ninth of the postseason, 27, 10, and 14, that would be 14 assists, ladies and gentlemen, for the center. And again, I mean, Jokic as the ball handler in the pick and roll, like, come on. They, they can get so creative with their playbook because of this guy. He shot 66% from the field, 8 for 12, 1 for 2 from 3, 10 for 12 from the line. I mean, is there anything more I can say about the guy? The Nuggets shot 50.6% from the field, but they only shot 29.6% from 3. So expect better in game 2, 80% from the foul line. And then the Miami Heat. See if there are any interesting team stats in this one. Nope. Doesn't look like much. 11 offensive rebounds for the Heat to only six for the Denver Nuggets. That's interesting. Let's go to the Heat. Eight man rotation. Actually, nine. Cody Zeller played eight minutes, had a donut and three rebounds. Also, let me know in the comments do you think Kevin Love should get any burn? Just have a big body out there? I don't know. He might be, the series might be too athletic for him. Duncan Robinson. Played 21 minutes and didn't have a good game. Three points, one for six from the field, one for five from three. It's funny because Jokic was in drop coverage against mostly everybody, but against Robinson, he's always going to be up on those screens. It's crazy the the respect that Duncan Robinson gets from defenses. Max Struess, 21 minutes of play. He had a nightmare first game of the the finals. A donut on 0 for 10 shooting and 0 for 9 from three. My God, an absolute stinker from Max Strudel. And then you had Caleb Martin, who had a stinker as well. Three points, four rebounds, one for seven from the field, one for two from three. Didn't notice it much defensively like normal. So a tough one for him. And then Haywood Ismith. really good performance. 18 points off the bench for the Heat on seven for 10 shooting and two of four from three, two steals as well. So expect him to keep getting more minutes. His athleticism really makes a difference. Kyle Lowry. Solid game for him. 11 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal. On 4 for 8, shooting in 3 for 6 from 3. So 50% from the field, 50 from 3. Doing a little bit of everything. Making Jokic pay and drop coverage. Solid game from Lowry. You want to see that if you're a Heat fan to continue. Gabe Vincent had a solid second half and had a solid game overall. If you get 19 points and five assists from Vincent, only one turnover, you'll absolutely take that all day if you're a Heat fan. And 50% from the field and three just like Lowry. Seven for 14 from the field, five for 10 from three. So between Vincent and Lowry, they made eight of the 13 threes for Miami. Then there's the stars. Jimmy Butler. 13 points. That's not going to get it done. Seven rebounds, seven dimes, one steal, one block, one turnover. That's all cool, the seven rebounds and the seven assists, but you cannot be shooting only 14 shots in the finals. You shot as many times as Gabe Vincent. Like, what is that? What is that? Come on, Jimmy. And he had good looks. He's passing him up. There was one possession where he passed up two shots in the same possession. You're the guy. And you shot seven times in the first quarter. So that's not good enough. Bam Adebayo. Loved his aggression. Shot 52%. 26 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists. That's a stat line and a half right there. 13 for 25. 0 for 1 from 3. I liked it. The one thing about Bam is, though, he fades away so much. You know what I mean? Like, he plays so finesse. And I li- he's smooth. Like, he's got a great handle. He can pull up nicely. But I'd like to see him bang a little bit more. I know he's not going to be able to do that on Jokic. And I get it. The shots he's taking on Jokic are fine. But I think sometimes he can still go up going towards the basket because Jokic is not that tall, and he's giving him a lot of room. A lot of times he's fading away a little unnecessarily for me, but that's something that he always does. But anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. Uh, The the Miami Heat shot 40.6%, so not a good shooting game at all. 33% from three, 13 for 39. It's funny that the Heat ended up shooting 12 more threes than the – nuggets but they also shot 17 more shots because the nuggets got 18 more free throws so he gotta get to the line more gotta attack Jokic more towards the basket and jimmy butler he needs to shoot the ball there's no no ends ifs or buts about it bam did his job if bam plays like that if gabe vincent haywood eyes with kyle lowry play like that they're cool now also let me ask you in the comments do they need tyler hero who are they're saying is probable for game two he has ha, coming off a broken hand they could use his scoring right now and taking an advantage of guys in drop coverage. Hero would be a great person to do that. But can he defend? And is he going to take away from other guys that have stepped up in this postseason, like Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, and of course, Jimmy Butler on the ball? You really like that. But. We'll see. I still think the Nuggets got this series. I don't know if they'll even lose a game at home. I don't expect them to lose game two, quite frankly, but I expect a better fight for Miami. I think it's going to be a closer game. I think Jimmy's going to be a lot more aggressive. So, and oh, I can't forget this. The Heat went to a zone. Oh, my God. I can't I almost forgot. Went to the zone a decent amount, but every single time the Nuggets stopped bullshitting and Jokic was in the middle of the floor calling for the ball instead of trying to set screens, they would exploit them right away, whether it be an open three or a floater for Jokic. Again, he is so comfortable in that in-between game. Jeff Green and Michael Porter or Aaron Gordon working the baseline cut. It's super easy for him to just dump it off. Because you need to respect Jokic's floater when he catches the ball in the middle of the floor. You have to. A couple of times, they still got good shots. Just moving in the perimeter. Setting a little high ball screen in that zone. And, you know, it's a matchup zone. Sometimes it looks like 1-2-2. Two, two, then it'll go to a 2-3. When they're in a 2-3, Jokic high post. Shh, kill him. Like, it's done. Get him in the high post. Get him in the ball. And, and it's over. The final score was 104 to 93. The Denver Nuggets win it at the Ball Arena. I remember it as the Pepsi Center, and I kind of like that name. Um, but yeah, big win for the Nuggets. Their first Finals win. That's it for me tonight, guys. Now to the live subscribers waiting patiently in the chat. Super chats are turned on. If you want to drop a dollar or a dime, peace. Oh, and did I forget to mention that Jokic had 10 assists in the first half? <laughs> My God, this guy's something else. Soon-to-be finals MVP, Nuggets. Nuggets.